Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered cold-filtered, and cold-packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Simplify your federal agency's technology procurement with Connection Public Sector Solutions. Connection's dedicated account managers, commitment to exceptional customer service, and extensive catalog of federal contracts make IT purchases quick, easy, and affordable. Turn your challenges into opportunities and get rid of your technology pain points with Connection today. Learn more about what's possible with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com slash fedcontracts. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports, Marishka's in Crest Hill, Dr. Squatch Soap Company, and by Fry the Coop. Here are your hosts, NBC Chicago's James Naveau and 670 The Scores hockey guy, Jay Zawoski. Let's drop the puck. Hey, it's Jay Zawoski. Happy opening day, hockey fans. Welcome into the Madhouse Chicago hockey podcast wow feels good to have a game tonight here wednesday january 13th 2021 the hawks will face off against the tampa bay lightning second half of this podcast you're going to hear a lightning preview from kaylee chelios you're going to really enjoy that she is the daughter of chris chelios by the way but a great breakdown of the tampa bay lightning before we get started a couple things make sure you are following us on twitter at madhouse pod you can email us madhousepod at gmail.com Check out our merchandise shop, Madhouse Pod Merch, powered by our friends at Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris, 708-478-6090. Go to Madhouse Pod for all things Madhouse Podcast, including an opportunity to order a signed copy of my book. I've got a few left. I've got maybe 10 left or so. So if you've been holding out looking for a signed copy, Go to madhousepod.com slash book, and you can order yourself a signed personalized copy. Uh, I am running low, though, so if you've been waiting, jump in now before they run out. All right, with that, we've got a little bit of news I want to get to before our interview with Kaylee Chelios. Uh, The opening day roster has been announced. It is 12 forwards, it's six defensemen, it's two goalies, and a six-man taxi squad. Forwards are Carpenter, Debrinkit, Highmore, Yanmark, Kampf, Kane, Kubelik, Peary, Shaw, Strom, Suter, and Walmark. Defenseman Boquist, Tahan, Keith, Mitchell, Murphy, Zadorov. Goalies are Delia and Subban. Malcolm Subban will get the start in the game against the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. Uh, as for the taxi squad, it is only a, uh, it is a minimal roster for the Hawks for cap reasons, but 
Jeremy Cowton said today that Kurashev will be in the mix. Lankinen's going to be in the mix. Bodanker, all these guys will be in the mix. They're just on the taxi squad for now for salary cap reasons. Also, with Subban getting the start, it doesn't mean that he has won the starting job. He still, Cowton still sees it as a goaltender by committee sort of a thing. Got a little bit of news as it pertains to Brent Seabrook. He's been dealing with a back injury. This is from a source. The Hawks did not say this. Uh, he's been dealing with a back injury and could be back as soon as next week. And the lines in practice are not very surprising. It's what we've seen pretty much so far throughout training camp. But I'll go through them slowly for you. Strom centering DeBrinkett and Kane. Walmark centering Yanmark and Shaw. Suter centering Kubalik and Peary. David Camp centering Highmore and Carpenter. Your defensive pairs are Keith and Murphy. Zadorov and Boquist, Dahan and Ian Mitchell, who will make his NHL debut tonight. Uh, Brandon Peary in the lineup. I'm not going to overreact to one game, but there is game one. There is your first veteran over a kid in a season the Blackhawks said was a commitment to development. So we'll see. We'll see how the season goes. We'll see how things play out. Join us after the game tonight. James and I will record a quick post-game podcast as soon as the game ends and it'll be up overnight so you can listen to it late tonight you can listen to it tomorrow morning whatever is more convenient for you hockey's here the madhouse podcast will be here for you too so stick around we're going to play our interview with kaylee chelios next on the madhouse chicago hockey podcast the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast is brought to you by Dr. Squatch. Dr. Squatch is an all-natural, handmade-in-the-USA soap, hair care, cologne, beard oil, just general wellness company. You're going to want to check out DrSquatch.com at the top right corner of the page there. You'll take that Squatch quiz. Once you're ready to check out, enter that promo code MADHOUSE20 and you'll save 20% on your order and help the podcast at the same time. What do we recommend? Well, that's very easy. My favorite is the Cool Fresh Aloe Soap. The Cold Brew Cleanse has become a favorite as well. The Pine Tower is the flagship soap for Dr. Squatch, but really that Squatch quiz will tell you everything you need to know about joining us here at Squatch Nation. Get yourself some thick bricks at DrSquatch.com and don't forget that promo promo code madhouse 20 the madhouse chicago hockey podcast is brought to you by our friends at fry the coop and frythecoop.com locations in oaklawn elmhurst west town and coming soon to prospect heights go try some of the best nashville hot chicken not only in chicagoland but on the planet get yourself the chicken tenders the donut chicken sandwich the mac and cheese everything you taste at fry the coop is fresh everything you taste at fry the coop is amazing the best hot chicken I've ever had, and I am a connoisseur. So go visit our friends in Oakland, Elmhurst, West Town, and coming soon to Prospect Heights. Come get your happiness at Fry the Coop. Place your order online at frythecoop.com and grab your food from the pickup window. It's safe, it's easy, it's fast. Fry the Coop, frythecoop.com. Our guest on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast is Tampa Bay Lightning radio analyst Kaylee Chelios. Yes, you heard that name. It might be very familiar. To Blackhawks fans, you can follow Kaylee on Twitter at Kaylee Chelios. That's C A L E Y, and you know how to spell Chelios. We're here to talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are the defending Stanley Cup champions, who are one of the best teams in hockey, and in my mind are very poised to repeat. Kaylee, thanks a lot for jumping on. What's a Stanley Cup celebration like without really the ability to go anywhere and celebrate? Great for them. Uh, I think last season was their was their time. They they earned it, and it was a 
arguably one of the most challenging uh, cup runs ever, just given the bubble and the circumstances. Uh, so it was really exciting to see them get to celebrate a little um, different than what they typically get to do with the cup over the summer. But Tampa certainly had a, a lot of fun celebrating with uh, Stanley. Obviously, Blackhawks fans, we have a lot of firsthand experience with how good that development has been for the Lightning and how good the players are that are on that team. And one of the guys over the years, obviously, that's been a huge factor in all of that has been Nikita Kucherov, who just is a mind-blowingly good player, and now he's not going to play for an entire season. Uh, Kaylee, what kind of impact? I know it's obviously going to have a big impact on the Lightning, but with the depth that they have, how do they kind of approach that knowledge, knowing that Kucherov won't be playing this season? And how do you kind of not necessarily replace his scoring, but just kind of cope with losing it? Right. And I mean, that's like 80 to 100 points right there. You're losing with Nikita Kucherov out of the lineup. So I really don't think there's any way to replace uh, that, that type of offense, that skill and what he's able to do for them. Um, the special teams front, the whole power. Just amazing to watch. So. It's definitely a tough loss, but fortunately for the Lightning, too, they've dealt with a lot of adversity, losing some of their key players, including Steven Stamkos in the bubble. And I talked to their assistant coach, Derek Lalonde, and you know his thoughts on losing Kucherov and maybe what the team was able to, to learn while in the bubble without their captain for the playoffs. And he had said one you know good thing about this group is they seem to step up in adversity. And without Stamkos in there, they've stepped up uh, from a leadership standpoint uh, different players in the room, you know, Victor Hedman and Pat Maroon were called upon a lot to be vocal leaders in the room during the bubble. And those are two players maybe that didn't have that uh, platform earlier in the regular season. So without Kucherov, I think they're looking to lean on this new leadership core. They lost uh, some of their veteran players and Braden Coburn, who's so well-respected in the room too. So they're expecting the young defensemen and Chernak and Sergeyev who also took great strides uh, in, in terms of their, mental toughness and having to step up in the bubble under those circumstances. So I think looking at the leadership there and one of the biggest tests for this team last season was defense. I mean, they were really put to the test there. They struggled going into the Christmas break last season uh, in sixth place, but they, you know, they knew they were playing the right way. And I think one thing with Kucherov out of the lineup and losing that offense, it's going to force them to continue to play within their structure and in their game. Um, and, you know, with the bubble having been in their process for so long and no distractions, I think that's the good thing about coming to this kind of condensed 10 day training camp is they know their structure. And even though they have to speed things up a little bit, um, you know, everybody's on the same page right now and ready to go. And just checking out some information about the lightning, kind of the way that they were going to make some adjustments based on the Kucherov absence. One thing I keep kind of seeing floated is the idea of Stamkos playing the right wing there. And I, I think that's really interesting that he could potentially slot in there. Is that kind of their best option right now? Or are they looking at anybody else to kind of slide into that spot is, or what's uh what's the thinking process, I guess, down there when it comes to Stamkos in that spot? Yeah. I'm sorry. Were you talking about the power player on that top line? Uh, top line top specifically. Line, right? Yeah. Right. Um, you know what? He's played center. He's played at the wing and John Cooper is not afraid to put the, the lines in a blender. He tends to do that, especially in the beginning of the season. Um, he mixes things up until he finds a rhythm. And even then he'll still mix things up then. So I wouldn't expect um, to see that line, you know, for good or as consistent, but right now I think that's, that's what they like. Um, you know, he's a high-skilled, high-end player. You can't teach what he's able to do in terms of his elite scoring ability. So I think, you know, you put him with Braden Point and 
and kind of interchange that left wing at times. We've seen Andre Pilat, who stepped up and was outstanding in the playoffs, took took another step in terms of his level, and he's a gamer um, from what we've seen then. But I think you put him in there and you just put Stamkos in a, in a position where he's able to get the puck, get some space, and put one on net. I mean, he's a pure goal scorer, and so I think those two players work so well with him. Braden Point just – he has a way with, you know, creating space and creating offense for from the b- bottom up. I mean, he opens up room for the players like Victor Hedman to join the rush and just create space that way. So I can only imagine him and Stamkos trying to, you know, get some chemistry going there and a healthy Stamkos too. I'm sure he'll be chomping at the bit to, to establish himself and try to find his timing. Well, health has been such a concern for Stamkos over the last few years and really for the bulk of his career. Is there any thought to maybe limiting his five on five time and, you know, using him on the power play, any thought to sort of protect him and, and use him in a more limited protected way? You know, I, I think if you ask him, he doesn't want that obviously. And he's had some pretty challenging injuries to go through. Not all of them, you know, I, I don't like to say he's injury prone at all because I think he's dealt with some kind of freak accidents as well. And, and things that are a little bit out of his control, but I think, you know, in the playoffs, the idea was we could use him and, you know, the morale for the team to see him get on the ice and protect him, like you said, maybe limit his his minutes that way and use him as a, a power play guy seems like a, a great idea uh, in terms of trying to generate offense and how lethal their power play was for most of the year. Um, so I, I don't know. I think giving giving him a chance and seeing him be healthy again, he'd like to, you know, see what he can do, see if he's tentative at all and, and just – especially getting two surgeries like that. He's certainly going to have to, to get used to game action, the physicality of it early. And I think putting him with the, the players they have in Braden Point and Palat, you know, gives him a little wiggle room to maybe not take, uh, to have to go into the corners and battle and, and, and get into the dirty areas of the ice. If you can just, like I said, get him in the high slot or get him in a scoring area position to shoot, you know, that's really where he's going to be an asset there. And, you know, hopefully for the power play without Kucherov too, that's where he's, he's, he's going to start to get a lot of his points. Uh, Braden points name has come up a few times. And I think people maybe outside of Tampa or the, uh, or the typical uh, division that Tampa plays in don't really know that name Braden point as one of the top players in hockey. And he really, if, if people were unsure, he really announced himself uh, in last year's playoffs, 34 points in 23 playoff games over an 82 game season. That would be 121 points. That's a guy that does pretty much everything well. Tell our listeners about Braden Point and what makes him uh, one of the top players in the NHL. Yeah, I think if you didn't get to see Braden Point in the last playoffs, you know, you missed out for sure. And if you didn't know him, you certainly do after that. He's a tremendous competitor. He took so many, so many steps and, you know, he's battled through some injury as well, going through a double hip surgery last uh, summer and having to rehab and get ready for the regular season. But He's just, you know, he's, I know Victor Hedman is also arguably, you know, one of the best players and most important players on this team. You know, they don't win the cup without Victor Hedman back there, but they also needed Braden Point um, through and throughout. They lost the two games uh, in the Islanders series too when he wasn't in the lineup. And it just goes to show how much he drives the bus at times, his speed, his quickness. I mean, he's one of the most elite centermen in the game now at such a young age. He proved himself the previous year as well um you know he's in the top for scoring he proved it statistically but when you watch him play it's just he he's a magnet with the puck every time there's space you know you, he gets he'll burn you he's that quick he's really smart 
Uh, and he's very well liked player in the locker room too. Um, he's quieter and, you know, he's not a huge media guy, but um, all the players really respect him and his game and what he's able to bring to the table. He's not a vocal leader necessarily, but he leads on the ice and the lightning need him and, and him players like him and Anthony Sorelli so young, but have taken steps are, you know, two of their key players that they look to uh, when they need to change momentum or just, you know, quick swings in a game. That's when you look at Braden Point or an Anthony Sorelli and you see how quickly they can do that. We've talked about Palat. We've talked about Point, Tyler Johnson, Anthony Sorelli, Steven Stamkos. The, the lightning are very deep at forward if our listeners haven't gotten the point of that yet. <laughs> um, but I did want to talk a little bit about another area of strength, which of course the lightning have a million of, and that's their defense. I know that this offseason, the Lightning lost Kevin Chattenkirk and Braden Coburn, and I know that those are two guys who made some pretty solid contributions to the team last year, but you look at their roster, even still without those guys, it's still a really solid top four. Can you uh, kind of give our listeners a sense of who kind of stirs the drink on that defense with those two guys gone and anybody who could potentially step up into a bigger role with those two absences? Yeah, and I think, you know, you mentioned Kevin Shattenkirk. He was a great player, awesome personality, another one of those players um, in the bubble who I think really stepped up and was a vocal leader for this group. So it, it's a tough loss there. Um, Braden Coburn, too, so respected. He's been there a long time, um, and his veteran leadership added a lot. So those are two tough losses. I'm sure the Lightning would have loved to re, re-sign Shattenkirk and keep Coburn if they could, but um, quite the cap crunch for Julian that he was dealing with this summer and off season. So I think their decor is extremely strong. They have a lot of confidence as they should with Victor Hedman, you know, quarterbacking the power play most likely again. Um, and just the way he changes the game. I mean, he's all over the place. Everyone kind of calls him this purebred horse and he's just so smart. He covers so much ground. Anyone who plays with him, you know, it may take a little bit of getting used to because you kind of have to figure out his tendencies and know when to support him. And, you know, he likes to have the puck on his stick and he, he's great on offense. Um, just a great puck moving defenseman. So I think with him uh, leading the charge there and Ryan McDonough, you know, not too shabby himself either. He's an amazing defenseman and he was a great addition to this team. Um, I think they've been tremendous leaders for the young defensemen coming up like the Eric Chernax and Mikhail Sergachev. Uh, those two players, the young defensemen took steps in the bubble, their leadership, um, their maturity level. Sergachev found a new a new level to his game last season, just getting a lot more physical uh, using his body. And you could see kind of the swagger and the confidence rub off, um, you know, on his teammates. But just he's he was someone who was really fun to watch. I've loved him since he came to Tampa, just his style and his composure. And um, he's a very great he's a very skilled player. And I think he has a very bright future ahead of him. Um, especially with, like I said, the leadership they have in McDonough and Hedman in that top four group kind of leading the charge there. Well, there's another defenseman on the Lightning that Blackhawks fans are familiar with, Jan Ruda, who they traded to acquire mm-hmm. Slater Cuckoo a couple of years ago. Uh, it looks like, just looking at some season previews I've seen, that Ruda will be paired with Hedman to start the season. Is that how you see things shaking out, and how has he fit in uh, since coming over from Chicago? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately for Jan, he was, again, another one of the Lightning players who were were battling through injury throughout the playoffs. Um, But when he was in there and he was called upon, he was great. And that's one thing um, that John Cooper likes about Ruda and Hedman's combination is they just work well. And sometimes that's how it is. Um, They fit well together. Ruda knows how to play with Hedman. He spent a lot of time last season prior to getting injured um, with Hedman. 
and he keeps things simple. He does his job. You could see he's, he's putting forth hundred percent of his efforts every shift and he allows Victor Hedman to, to do exactly what he wants and, and go up the ice. And Ruda's not afraid to shoot the puck either. He may not have, you know, the stats or the scoring ability of some of the other offensive defensemen on the lightning, like the Sergachevs or the Hedmans, but um, he knows when to, to create offense and when to support Hedman. So that's just a pairing that has great chemistry. Hedman likes to play with him, and I'm sure John Cooper, if it's not broke, don't fix it. They're going to continue to work together for the upcoming season. It's been obviously great talking to you, Kaylee, about the uh, Lightning and kind of what we're uh, kind of looking forward to, I guess, and seeing, and we're going to get firsthand experience with it the first games of the season against the Lightning. I did want to ask you one more question about the team's goaltending situation, and obviously that's been a big-time area of strength for the Lightning over the years. We've seen the guys who have played, obviously, tremendous minutes back there. Andre Vasilevsky is just always such a delight to watch, and it's always – he was fun to watch, obviously, throughout last season, too. Is that – I mean, what else can we expect from Lightning goaltenders other than, you know, Vasilevsky <laughs> being awesome? Who else should we kind of be keeping our eyes on in camp? Is there anybody else that you have your eyes on? Yeah, well, I mean, Vasilevsky obviously is – one of the best, if not the best goaltenders in the world. It's, you know, crazy. Talk about how, how deep the lightning roster was in the playoffs and, you know, the talent on display there with Hedman and point. And it's like, you you forget how important almost for a second Andre Vasilevsky has been for this team and his growth. And a lot of that I think is, you know, you have to give credit to Franz Jean, the lightning goaltending coach who's worked with some of the greatest, you know, goaltending that the lightning's had and Ben Bishop, before him who's kind of a mentor for him and just the way he's been able to take Vasilevsky's game and help him and his confidence to a new level and obviously a a Vesna a Vesna winner um, in his career already at a young age and a Stanley Cup champion so it's been pretty exciting unfortunately I have not been um, at training camp in person to get to watch them play so the goaltending battle for me uh, is a lot harder. Um, I hate to like speculate it without getting to watch them in person because I'm in Chicago right now with my family um, during the pandemic. But uh, I'm keeping my eye out. And obviously with Vazzy on the ice, you know, there's there's going to be a lot of competition. He just pushes guys around him to be better um, from a goaltending standpoint. And just, you know, all the forwards and, and all the players, his teammates, just when you watch him in practice, he doesn't like to give up a single goal. And you can see how mad he is when he does. So they all... Uh, they all seem to be, you know, in great spirits in a shortened camp. It's kind of a more intimate setting. So I'm sure for the goalies, especially, they're getting a lot more attention from from John with a smaller group um, and kind of accelerated practices and pace right now. I saw a story that Vasilevsky's new helmet has glowing eyes. Uh, <laughs> looking forward to seeing how that's going to work. He's always has such innovative. I think he was the one that had the cold effect helmet where when you poured cold water on it, different graphics appeared. He's always on the yeah. cut of the mask. I, I, I did see a story that the eyes glow on the new mask, so I can't wait to see that. Yeah, I, I think that looks awesome. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to see it either, but it, he had that color-changing mask, like you said. Yeah. Um, it was like a sub-zero paint that he used a couple seasons ago, and um, now he's got the eyes. I'm sure it's like a, a big cat reference there. So he's, he's very creative. He's a funny guy, um, even though he's not – uh, huge into doing a lot of the media yet either. I think he's someone whose personality, if there's like one of those players on a team that you could pick, you know, you'd love to see more of because he's so funny is Vasilevsky. <laughs> Joys are, have always been weird. It's kind of, 
that's kind of the recurring theme, I think, in some of these conversations is talking about some of the kind of more quirky goaltenders in the NHL. And that's part of the reason it's so great to have so many new teams in the division. We get to, you know, see a lot of these guys and Blackhawks fans get to become, you know, a lot more familiar with them. That's part of the fun of this uh, sprint season that we're about to go through. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to see the this matchup just with the the playoff history and losing the cup in 2015, no matter what, you know, regardless of the turnover that the Chicago Blackhawks have experienced in the last few years, coaches and players, it always seems to be a very exciting game. You mentioned Ruda and I remember we played uh, the lightning played the Blackhawks in Chicago, that kind of game where they gave up, I think more second period shots on goal than and ever. And I remember Ruda came to the lightning the next season and we kind of asked him about it and he was laughing and joking about, how crazy the final 40 minutes of the game were um, after, you know, just dealing with that second period. And then it was somehow still like an exciting, a lot of flavor in that game in the third period. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Kaylee, thanks for taking some time out and joining the show. We appreciate it. Uh, stay well. And we'll be seeing you around town because uh, the Hawks and lightning are going to play a lot. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. Thanks guys. Thanks for having me on. Happy new year. All right, you too. Happy New Year to you That's going to do it for the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Thanks, to Kaylee Chelios, for giving us that great scouting report on the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Hawks will definitely have their hands full for these first two games of the 2021 NHL season. Reminder, join us after the game tonight for our post-game podcast. We'll be here for you. Look for the episode to drop maybe an hour after the final horn sounds in tonight's opener versus Tampa. Thanks for sticking with us through this downtime of no hockey, but hockey's here and there's going to be a lot of hockey games played in the next few months. So thanks for sticking with us. We're here with you on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast was brought to you by Triple Threat Sports, Marishka's and Crest Hill, Dr. Squatch, and by Fry the Coop. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast is made possible by our friends at Marishka's in Crest Hill, 604 Theodore Street. They're family-owned and operated since 1933. You've heard us talking about Marishka's since day one of the Madhouse Podcast, and with good reason, some of the best food you will ever have. Go visit our friends in Crest Hill. Try the world-famous poor boy, the steaks, the chops, the seafood, the double-baked potato, the mountain of onion rings. Everything you taste at Marishka's will have you coming back again and again. Visit their website, marishkas.com, or their Facebook page, facebook.com slash marishkas. That's M-E-R-I-C-H-K-A-S. Close only on Christmas, Easter, the 4th of July, and Thanksgiving. Go visit our friends at Marishkas in Crest Hill. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired sports commentator Dick Vitale. Tonight's matchup is me versus an ugly fender bender. If I can eat out a win, it would be a miracle, baby. Um, Mr. Vitale, it wouldn't be a miracle because Geico gives you a team of experts to help manage your claim. That's going to be a nail biter. Nope. The Geico team is there for you 24-7. Now that's a dipsy dude, the guru of a claims team. Geico is awesome, baby, with a capital A. Geico. Great service without all the drama. Hardy's invites you to creamy, zesty, fiery, hand-breaded bliss. Join us for hand-breaded chicken tenders dipped in new fiery sauce, only at Hardy's. Feed your happy. Available for a limited time at participating Hardy's restaurants. Price and participation may vary.